Could this be the beginning of the end? Alzheimer's has claimed so many minds over the years, but a new medication looks promising. Keeping your memories is important as we age. The closest thing to a cure we've reached. There's already one drug on the market for Alzheimer's. It's called Lakimba. But just this month, Eli Lilly announced a second one that should be approved this year. It's called Denonimab, and it works by clearing protein buildup in the brain that is caused by Alzheimer's. Initial studies have shown slow but steady decrease of these proteins. That's good news. Alzheimer's can last for over a decade. So a medicine that works steadily over time is absolutely vital. I, for one, am hopeful that this could be the end of Alzheimer's as we know it. One thing I know for sure, the Lord never forgets his people. In Jesus Christ, we are always truly loved and deeply known. He doesn't forget. Welcome to Haven Today here on Wednesday. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And we're continuing in a series that we're calling Then Sings My Soul. smooth and powerful voice of Dal Green singing one of the great hymns of the Christian faith, How Great Thou Art. And I'm sure you know the first line of the chorus is where we're getting the title for our series this week, Then Sings My Soul. All week, we're talking about the power of hymns and how God has used them for centuries to kindle and inspire faith. Christians should be the most joyful and praise-filled people on all of this planet. I truly believe that. And the reason I believe that is because Jesus has truly saved us from our sin. He has truly rescued us from the misery and the guilt and the judgment that our sin surely brings. So we should be full of praise and joy, even in the days and times when we are sad. No matter how dark it gets, we always have reason to sing. And it doesn't hurt that there are so many amazing songs in our church history that have helped us praise the Lord. I asked author and pastor Robert Morgan to share with us why he finds hymns so powerful and helpful for Christians today. Well, apart from the scripture, it's the great hymns of the faith that give us our greatest resource for biblical meditation. A good hymn, Charles, is a miniature Bible study set to music. I mean, that's what it is. It's a miniature Bible study set to music. And so when we memorize a hymn, like Have Firm a Foundation or Holy, Holy, Holy Lord God Almighty, Early in the Morning My Song Shall Arise to Thee, when we sing it enough so that we come to know it and we can memorize hymns easier than we can memorize Scripture because they're musical and they rhyme and they have rhythm and they get into our system a little bit easier, then we are singing to ourselves and to our Lord and to other people Bible content, Bible studies. And when I'm on a plane, for example, and I'm tired and I'm not tired enough to go to sleep, but my eyes are weary, I can lean over against the side of the plane, close my eyes, and I can, quote, memorize scripture to myself, but I can also open up the internal hymn book in my brain 
and sing song after song after song. And those hymns give me so much comfort in the middle of the night if I wake up, then I can just open up my mental hymn book and I can hear the choirs singing as I go through, O Lord my God, when I an awesome wonder consider all the worlds thy hands have made, how great thou art. So this is a wonderful therapy for us. It is a spiritual grace that God has given to us. The body of our hymnody is the greatest therapy we can have apart from the Word of God itself. Robert Morgan. He's a pastor and author of Then Sings My Soul, a book that reflects on 150 classic hymns of the faith. He'll join us again in a moment to talk about another favorite hymn of ours, O Worship the King. We think about the context of how this song was written in England, which has had kings and queens, yet the hymn writer was more amazed by the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And then after the program, I'd like to send you Rob's book, Then Sings My Soul. It's a special book. It's devotional in nature. He shares the context, history, and the heart of our favorite hymns and how they were written. And I really do appreciate how Rob includes the sheet music and lyrics so you can sing along with these hymns that you probably already know. I believe this book will help you sing the Lord's praises with a new and deeper sense of appreciation for who He is and what He's done in your life. Then after the program, come visit our website, see the book for yourself, and make your gift at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. Or call us after this program at 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. And now let's open the program with a modern version of the hymn we're thinking about today, Passion and Chris Tomlin together, singing O Worship the King. O Worship the King, all glorious above, O gratefully sing His wonderful love. I shouldn't defender the Ancient of Days, pavilioned in splendor and girded with praise. Oh, tell of His might, oh, sing of His grace, whose robe is the light and canopy space. His chariots of wrath, the deep thunder clouds form, and dark is His path on the wind. Glory and wonders are 
King, all glorious above. Oh, gratefully sing His wonderful love. I should defend the ancient of days, pavilioned in splendor and girded with grace. An album of hymns, ancient as well as modern. Chris Tomlin, joined by Passion, here on this Haven Today, and O Worship the King. All week, we're looking at some of the greatest hymns we have in our English language, and that hymn, O Worship the King, written in 1830 by a man named Robert Grant. I asked the author of Then Sings My Soul, Rob Morgan, if he could share with us about the life of Robert Grant and what moved him to write this glorious hymn. Charles Grant, director of the East India Company, was respected throughout India as one of Britain's finest statesmen. He was also a committed Christian, an evangelical in the Anglican Church, and he used his position in India to encourage missionary work there. In 1778, just as England was reeling from the American Revolution, Charles returned to the British Islands and became a member of Parliament. His son, Robert, was six years old at the time. So the boy grew up in a world of power, politics, and privilege. But he also grew up as a devout and dedicated follower of Christ. As a young man, Robert Grant attended Magdalen College, Cambridge, and then entered the legal profession. His intelligence and integrity were obvious, In 1818, he entered Parliament, and among his legislative initiatives was a bill to remove civil restrictions against the Jewish people. One day in the early 1830s, as Robert Grant studied Psalm 104, he compared the greatness of the King of Kings with the majesty of the British royalty, which he was exposed to almost every day. And as he thought about the majesty of God, which far exceeds anything known on earth. His heart was filled, and he took out his pen, and he began writing one of the most magnificent hymns of Christendom. O worship the King, all glorious above, and gratefully sing his power and his love, our shield and defender, the ancient of days, pavilioned in splendor, and girded with praise.
Listening to Haven today, and it feels like Christmas in July for me. Typically, we only play high church music on this program in December, but what a joy it is to hear a worship the King by the St. Cyprian singers. They're out of St. Augustine, Florida. And just before that, we heard author Rob Morgan share a bit about the hymn writer Robert Grant. Another interesting tidbit about Robert is that his father, Charles, worked closely with the great William Wilberforce in the fight to abolish slavery from the English islands and bring an end to the English side of the slave trade. Many believe this is what inspired Robert to help lift restrictions on British Jews. The Grant family was a family that took justice seriously because they took the Bible and their walk with the Lord seriously. But he clearly saw, while meditating on Psalm 104, that no human could ever rival the benevolence of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. No wonder he was so moved as he read that psalm. The second line of the verse says, O gratefully sing his power and his love, calling us to not just to sing. We can sing all day. We can even force ourselves to sing. If we're not careful, we can sing older hymns, and it can feel like we're just going through the motions. But we are called to gratefully sing, to reflect on how good our Lord has been to us, and to be filled with gratitude that he has chosen to save us and bless us, and from that gratitude to pour out our hearts in praise. Robert Grant knew that Christians should be marked by gratitude. He knew that the love of our Lord could drive us to praise. I wonder how your heart is doing today. Are you filled with gratitude? Or are the cares and concerns and the anxieties of the world choking you out? It's hard to maintain our focus on Christ when we are struggling. The good news is that Christ draws near to us when we struggle. He doesn't move further away. And if you are struggling to praise, finding it hard to be grateful to the Lord, take heart, because you're not alone. Robert Grant was meditating on Psalm 104 when he wrote this hymn. Verses like, Lord my God, you are very great. You are clothed with splendor and majesty. And this line, the Lord wraps himself in light as with a garment. He stretches out the heavens as a tent reminding him that the Lord and his kingdom is far greater, more glorious than any earthly kingdom we might belong to. Grant was part of the English empire of an earlier era. He knew what pomp and circumstance looked like. Yet in comparison to the Lord, he knew his great nation was a drop in the bucket, that the Lord's glory outshines any earthly majesty we might ever see. Now, this is an important truth for us to reflect on. It's so easy to forget the Lord and his majesty as we go about our day to day. When we remember the history of the world, it can be easy to forget that Christ and his kingdom are far greater. But it is so important. Unless we remember the greatness of Christ's kingdom, that he and he alone is worthy of full devotion and full praise, we can so easily get caught up in the back and forth battles of our day. 
We can be swept up in the false idea that the Lord needs us and our national identity in order to turn hearts and save, and that just isn't true. The Lord and his kingdom are far above and far greater than any nation that has ever existed or will ever exist. Oh, worship the king leads us back to that reality. The Lord is the one clothed in splendor. He is the one who created the world and set its foundations in place. The Lord is the one who is worthy of our worship. The hymn itself doesn't mention Jesus, but Robert Grant had no confusion on that point. The reason we can praise the Lord, the reason we can delight in him and give him our devotion and worship is because of Jesus Christ. In our sin, we are far away from the Lord. In our sin, we are worthy of judgment and condemnation. Robert Grant knew that. He had seen some egregious evil in his day and was committed to fighting against it. He knew what sin could do, and he knew the sin in his own heart as well. He knew that sin brings ruin, but Christ, the glorious message of Jesus Christ, can save us. Jesus didn't just decide to let us off the hook. No, he came to earth and showed us his love. He lived his life as a witness to the deep, deep love of God. He showed us his compassion by healing the blind, raising the dead, and forgiving the sins of many. The Apostle Paul says that all of this was just a precursor, that God demonstrates his love for us in that Christ died for us while we were sinners. Christ comes to us while we sin. He doesn't run away. He draws near. Our sin bars us from coming, but Christ comes to take care of our sin and to bring us back into the grace and love of the Father. Oh, worship the King. That King is none other than Jesus Christ, our Lord. Worship Him. Why? Let the words of the hymn guide our reasoning. Worship Christ the King. Why? Because He is all glorious above. No other glory matches His Worship him because he is our shield and our defender and the ancient of days. Jesus Christ is the same today and yesterday and forever. He is there. He loves and protects us always. Worship Christ because he is clothed in splendor. He's the one deserving it, not only because he saves, but just because of who he is. He's clothed in splendor and majesty, so worship him. Worship the King Jesus because of his might and his grace. The resurrection is a display of his death conquering power and his willingness to share his resurrection with us. It is a declaration to us of his unwavering grace. Praise him. Jesus is worthy of praise. Our King is worthy of worship. When we come into the grace of the Lord, we are met with the love of Christ. He meets us and he brings us in so we can be grateful. We can be filled with gratitude. We can be filled with joy and hope and praise, not because we have reached the heights and have earned our way in, but because our great King has come to clothe us. He was clothed in splendor yet willing to get his hands dirty to save us. This is our Jesus. This is our King. Oh, 
worship the king. Oh, worship the king, all glorious above. Oh, gratefully sing his power and his love. Our shield and defender, the ancient of days, pavilioned in splendor and girded with praise. Alleluia, amen. He is Lord of all. Oh, tell of his might. Oh, sing of his grace, whose robe is the light, whose canopy space, his chariots of wrath, the deep thunder clouds form, and dark is his path on the wings of the storm. Alleluia, amen. Lord, we worship you. Thy bountiful care, what tongue can recite? It breathes in the air, it shines in the light. It streams from the hills, it descends to the Trust, nor find thee to fail. Thy mercies, how tender, how firm to the end. Our Maker, Defender, Redeemer, and Friend. One of my favorite renditions of this hymn, and it happens to be from our very own Haven Quartet and their album, Heritage of Hymns. You're listening to Haven Today, a program called Then Sings My Soul. And you just heard Robert Morgan share earlier in the program, hymns are meaningful and vital for our worship. Lyrics rooted in God's Word. Tunes helping these truths stick in our minds and hearts. And as you read through Rob's book called Then Sings My Soul, you'll not only discover or rediscover the great hymns of our faith, you'll also learn the backstories behind the 150 hymns he writes about. With the sheet music on the left side and the story on the right, this book is a perfect way for you to spend devotional time with your Lord this summer while also singing biblical truth that'll deepen your faith in Christ. So may I invite you to come right now to our website and take a look at Then Sings My Soul by Robert Morgan. And then make your gift at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. Or call us right now at 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. And just as we have to go now, if you wanted to get it but didn't get the epic documentary called In the Footsteps of Paul, We still have that two-part DVD with David Suchet for your gift as well. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks so much for joining me. 
Won't you come back again tomorrow when again together we'll share the great story that's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. People of faith used to ask a series of questions when they were doing theology. Where is God? How do we know God? What is God? The Bible gives us a lot of answers to these questions. What is God? Jesus answers in John 4, God is spirit. He's not a human. He doesn't have human anatomy. He is spirit. And this means he can be everywhere. Omnipresent, as theologians would say. God is spirit. And Jesus goes on. Those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. We don't need a special ritual or even a special place. The Lord is spirit. We can worship Him wherever we are. He's seeking worshipers. In Christ's grace, we become exactly that. Spend more time with Jesus. Visit GetAnchored.com.